0: The worlds are colliding and all you can do is open up the notebook and fill it with draft knowledge. Not only do we have Connor Rogers, we have the original goat of online mock drafts who's put together more slideshows than the cast of Mad Men, Matt frickin' Miller. The stick to football guys are in the building.
1: What's up, Loveco? Thanks for having me on, man. Hell of an
2: intro. It's good to have all of us together this time, too.
0: Uh, And this is also going to be a little bit of a taste of NFL draft night. I'm getting a lot of people hitting me up about, are we doing the draft show? We love the draft show. Nobody does the draft better than Bleach Report. There's no commercials. Miller and Connor know what they're doing. It's great. We're doing it again. And we're working with our incredible production staff and amazing producers to figure out how we're going to still create all the videos draft night and do a live stream. We have equipment showing up to our homes every day. But Miller is used to this life. So Miller, what is it like to hear everybody else in the world complaining about working from home when this is what you've done for, I don't know, a decade?
1: 10 years. Yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, It's No, I feel for you guys. It's tough, especially, you know, like Lefko, you're the most personable dude I know. So I you as an introvert is probably not fun. Your fiance is probably ready to kill you. But uh, (laughs) no, it's tough. There are a lot of challenges. And I told Connor and and you this the other day in a meeting. Now you all know why I'm always in a bad mood when I have to like, come out of my cubby and actually like hop on camera and do meetings and stuff because it's easy. I think it's great for my job. You know, my job is to phone calls and text to scouts and coaches and watch tape and write articles that like, that's what you want to be doing in your basement anyway. So it's like, this is now you guys know what my life is like a little bit minus the global pandemic. I don't normally have to deal with that. I can go to the bar and blow off some steam uh, on a Thursday night. So it's, it's been an adjustment, but it is is good to see that you know you guys being in the New York area that you're both healthy and safe and and yeah. taking this seriously. Uh, it's in good a see.
0: in a world where we don't know the timeline for anything, I'll also say it's pretty sweet that we do know that the NFL draft is happening. Just for us to talk about, focus on, and know April twenty third Thursday night we're doing the draft. And- know,
1: at first, I was like, you know, I don't know if the draft should happen then, and then you know, because it doesn't matter to us when it happens, right? We're going to cover it whenever it is. Right. But I've heard from so many people who are like, dude, I need this right now. Like either those people in essential jobs who are going to work every day and, and, you know, dealing with this, or the people who are stuck at home with nothing to do. Like there's such a thirst for content. So I'm really excited for what
0: we're going to do. I'm, I'm curious. Cause you guys live this year round. So Connor, start off with you. What, like, What are the conversations that you're having right now, whether it's like with personnel or people like Matt, like in the draft community that are actually still exciting? Because I know like draft season can kind of get beaten down, but what are the, the fresh conversations right now that are exciting you guys?
2: Well, I think it starts on round two or day two with all the skilled talent available that'll impact fantasy this year. And that's the wide receiver class. That's the running backs that'll come off the board I think that kind of stuff is interesting to us because you need round one to play out to figure out how that round two will shake out. So, you know, we do mock drafts every week on the show, and we're at the point of the year where we're doing two round mock drafts. But you can't put any of those landing spots in round two until you have a round one. So round one, Matt and I and Mello, we feel good about penciling in certain picks, a lot of picks. I think we sit there and we go, man, this team, it's down to one, two, maybe three guys. Most of the time in round two, you are honestly guessing a lot. Mm. And I think that's where it's most
1: fun. I love for my side of the job and, and for people who aren't familiar with the, you know what I do for BR and what I've been doing here for a long time is it's that mixture between. You know, being a reporter, being a journalist and getting team information and then also being an analyst and really marrying those two things together. So for me, this time of year is exciting because this is when I'm the busiest, not just creating my own content, but also talking to teams. And the entire Friday show of stick to football was us going through my notebook, uh, as was Mm. my article, the scouting notebook. It was one rumor I'm hearing for every team. We had leftover rumors that we had to get to on our Monday show of stick to football. So there's a lot this time of year where. I might have an inkling, you know, coming out of combine, a team is looking at this position. By now, I mean, and you've, you and I have been doing this together, you know, since yeah. 2014. By now, you usually got a pretty good idea of one or two players that teams like. And, and you can start to at least get in that, that territory of, okay, you know, we know the Niners want a receiver at 13. You know, which one's it going to be? So you hope right. to narrow that focus a little bit.
0: Um, so I can totally understand that. I mean, how often can you go? So what are the Lions doing at three? Like we're so past yeah, that now. I'm tired of seeing Jeff
1: Akuda. or I'm tired of like Joe Burrow. You know how many times in a mock draft, whether it's written or podcast like today, Connor was like, you know what? We've talked about Joe Burrow so many times. Matt Mello, would you trade that up to that spot or would you trade? <laughs> you know, like we're just looking. We're done talking about the player in the uh, pick. We've been right. talking about Joe Burrow going first overall since they beat Alabama in November. Like, Um,
0: I'm, I'm also curious because this is the time of the year where rumors start getting floated that are not true. I always warn people every year, you know, I feel like the, the information is always more accurate in the beginning of March and the beginning of April, because this is, this is clouded smoke season. And you got reporters that don't report on the draft all year, all of a sudden hearing things because, Hey, they're getting Fed things on purpose, but this is also private investigator season. I used to laugh because this is when a Joe burrow or a Tua is going to have people following them and people will go, that's crazy. But I'm curious with quarantine. This is also DUI season. This is also when a big name player gets caught. Like well, this happened to Dak. Dak this happened yeah, to a lot of one. guys. Yeah. I feel like because of quarantine, a lot of those things now, I feel like a lot of draft stocks are not going to be getting hurt leading up to draft.
1: And you know what, though, left on the other side of it, a lot of draft stocks aren't going to get helped by those uh, interviews and private workouts. I mean, over the, over the year, over the last decade, like, you know, does Joe Mixon get drafted this year? I don't know if he does because he doesn't have that opportunity to go into a building and convince Mm. the Cincinnati Bengals that he's a different guy. You know, he he probably doesn't go in the second round if he gets drafted at all. So we actually are pretty fortunate. This is a pretty clean draft class. You know, there's a couple guys you hear about, like a lot of, you know, failed drug tests. We don't have a Joe Mixon. Who is the
0: most conflicted player in Uh, terms of like talent, but also off field? For
1: me, it would be Sadiq Charles, the left tackle from LSU. He was suspended six games this year for failed drug tests. It's pretty hard to get suspended six games at LSU. Like you that's pretty serious. So, do you think
0: the refined um marijuana wording in the new CBA could impact the way we view guys it with should marijuana issues in college?
1: Absolutely should. It has for me. Like it used to be honey badger. I dropped it right. because it was like you got kicked out of school and then got arrested with a, a duffel bag of weed. Like this might be an issue for you, man. But now because that testing window is a week and you know it's the the amount in your system has to be higher, the penalties are lower. I mean, I do think, you know, Justin Houston fell through the third round because of weed. There's, there's right. been so many guys over the years that I don't think it's to be as much of an issue unless it's, you know, to the point that you've missed significant game time at college for it.
0: Connor, any players for you with with issues off the field that are kind of like that talent dynamic?
2: Not really a lot in the guys we talk about. The first three rounds, it's just not that kind of class when you look at it. I mean, Sadiq Charles is a good one because you get into the lower tiers of tackles and you go, well, I would like this guy, but can he stay on the field? And I think the point about the weed, the new weed uh, testing in the CBA left goes a good one because. I never really looked at it as a character flaw. I looked at it more like I do durability, where can you be relied on to be on the field every single week? And we've seen that happen with the extreme example is a guy like Josh Gordon, but there's plenty of guys that, that got popped for yeah. it before. So, and I think it was a concern for Le'Veon Bell at one time, but... No, this class is uh, overall a very, very clean class up front, which is a good thing that we don't have to spend time yes. on character issues all the time. The one that, that, all that we the time. don't
1: talk about because it got dismissed is Jordan Love, who got you know like a week after the season ended, was in an apartment with a bunch of guys at Utah State, and uh, someone else in the building called it in. He was there, and so he did get cited. I-, I think the charges got dropped, but I think Jordan Love might be the biggest name where you're like, oh, there's something at least in right. the background that you have to check.
0: Today is actually very funny. Uh, we're recording this Monday. It's supposed to be the national championship. And what we always say is this is usually the last night that NFL players can smoke marijuana because those rookie minicamps start up in a month and that's when drug testing starts. But now it's all out the window. So it's, it's very interesting. I mean, the NBA is allowing guys to smoke. Uh, it's, it's cure. I'm curious though, um, which players are players and teams? Not that the rumors are swirling. Are there the most links? Like I remember a few years ago, everywhere I looked, the Saints were taking Sheldon Rankins, and that came true. Or you, you like the um, who was the center that the Vikings took that I can never remember the name? Garrett Bradbury. Yeah. Bradbury. Yeah. Like we linked them for four months before that draft happened. What are the most common names linkage that are maybe outside the top five that you guys are seeing or that you're hearing the most about?
1: Are we I talked about this on Friday, reported it, that the Cardinals really like Derek Brown, the D Lima from Auburn. I think that's outside the box because that's a team that everyone has been like, oh, offensive tackle. Uh, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I dropped one on stick to football Monday. The Chiefs could be interested in LSU running back Clyde Edwards, Alaire. So I think those are two that you're probably not hearing a lot of places. Who was the
0: team? Tampa Bay, you said? The Chiefs at 32. Chiefs. At 32
1: yep, so again it's it is I think still early, and when it's a team that's picking a 32, it's hard to say like, "Oh, this right. player will be there, or they might really like him, but if somebody else falls, then that could be the pick. So it's too early to say like the chiefs will take Clyde Edwards and Lair, but there's definitely interest there.
2: I think you're starting to look, left, go, and this is something I've told you on previous shows we've done, at teams that are looking at position groups. You know, the Jets and Browns looking at the tackles. The Niners, Raiders, and Broncos looking at the wide receivers. Those teams are all lumped together in the top 15 where you sit there and go, okay, when is the run going to start? And then there's teams on the back end like the Vikings that are looking at corners. So there's a lot of position group-centric kind of guys, and then it's just narrowing down who's talented enough to go in the first round and those are obviously limited to three to four to maybe five players at a time.
0: Miller, I know that the uh, that 32nd pick in the first round, it's amazing trade bait because if a quarterback falls, you get that fifth-year option. Well, now in the new CBA, I know it's guaranteed it's not an option. Is it still valuable because there's a fifth year and a second round there's only fourth year, even though it's not an option anymore?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I, I think there's still a lot of value there, especially for it's always been a spot, you know, developmental quarterback. Lamar Jackson goes 32 overall. You know we've seen teams want to oh we want to get back in to get a fifth year option. Did Paxton option with the
0: Lynch guy. go thirty second? Nah, he went no. earlier.
1: Yeah, but okay. you still you want that next year to develop, and I think this year especially 31 and 32, both the Niners and Chiefs have a limited number of draft picks. The Chiefs only have six selections. Uh, the Niners, they have two in the first round, but they don't pick again until the fifth round. So I think we could see a decent amount of activity if you know, if Jordan Love somehow falls to that spot. And we don't think he will. But if he does, if a team loves Jalen Hurts right. and you want to get back up to get that fifth year, especially for a quarterback, that's when it really makes the most sense.
0: What about, I know, I know there's a bunch of teams that have multiple picks. The Raiders have multiple picks. The Dolphins have multiple picks. Uh, I believe, was it the Jets have multiple picks?
1: They have two in round two, as do the Dolphins. Three, round three. three. Yeah, excuse me.
0: The ones I'm looking at, Miami, the Niners, uh, the Raiders, and the Jaguars have two first-round picks. And the Vikings. Yep. Of those five teams, do you see any of them being the aggressive package them up to go get somebody?
1: Miami is the one that makes the most sense because they have so many picks three first this year two next year and just a shitload of second round picks. So I think Miami makes sense because the quarterback need we've run through a billion scenarios on that. I don't see the Vikings, you know, at 22 and 25 being super aggressive. The Raiders at 12 and 19, the Raiders had multiple first last year and took players. I don't see them gotcha. being super aggressive. And the Niners, you know, just mentioned they don't have a lot of needs or excuse me, a lot of picks. So it's it feels like they're going to try to get two starter caliber players and then because they don't pick again until round 5. So
0: then the one we look at is Miami maybe.
2: I think that's the one that you look at over and over again because it goes with yeah 5 18 uh I believe 26 but most importantly they have two second rounders so they can they can move the board and keep those first round picks.
0: And then I guess my my other question would be other than the quarterbacks, are there any other players that you guys think teams are going, you know what, I would give up draft capital to go after this one guy? How many of those players exist Ooh, in your
1: mind? I think Chase Young would, but the Redskins aren't going to move at it too. They're not going to let someone go get Chase Young. I really like Jeff Okuda, the corner from Ohio State. You don't trade up for corners; they actually rarely go in the top five picks. He's going to be a little bit of an outlier this year if he goes at three to Detroit. Isaiah Simmons is, you know, the Frankenstein of draft prospects. He looks like he was created in a lab, but you don't trade up for a guy that doesn't have a true position, either a linebacker or a safety. So
0: you guys are—is it trade up quarterback or bust, or do you also feel with uh, like offensive tackles?
1: Not this year. There's not a tackle I would trade. I would I would go up. I would go up for Wills. I
2: would go up for Jedrick Wills, How far, though? especially if I was the Browns or the Jets. If you're going to like six or seven or something like that, I, I would definitely go up for Wills. I think he is way better than Wurfs, way better than Thomas and way better than Beckton.
0: Where do you stand on that? Miller?
1: I, he's my top tackle. It uh, has been you know, for quite some time. He's he's a heck of a player. I just think in this year's class, yes, he is the clear cut number one. I don't think the gap between Jedrick Wills and Tristan Wurfs is big enough that unless we see like an early run, where yes, the Browns need him, the Jets need him, mm. but is it significant enough that you are going to have to give up that much future capital? Especially the Browns, a team that now you know being led by a front office that's going to value you know multiple draft picks, they want as many picks as they can get to maximize their chance of hitting. They don't seem like a front office that's going to trade up. Now they could shock us all because they're the Browns, and we never know what they're going to do. But in this tackle class, I think that there are you know, four guys who are going to be top fifteen picks. Probably there is not a huge gap between them
0: that's the thing is the, the draft I've said this for years it's so funny because in the end we go all these guys are gonna be good and then we look back at like the Eric Fisher Lane Johnson draft and we're like oh all these tackles are gonna be good and it's like one of them was good yeah, and see, one, that of, them, one of them was stuff. great one of them yeah. was good who were the other yeah.
1: ones uh Luke Jokel went second overall uh so that was a bigger <laughs> chance Warmack was I believe a top five right. pick that year uh, it was a bad yeah as a guard.
0: It's And then, you know what, in the end, it goes, you know, who was their offensive line coach when they got into the league? You know, like, it's such yeah. a game. And then what scheme were they playing? And that's actually kind of what I want to uh, skip to now is dream fit versus nightmare fit. Uh, there's a lot of guys that if they go to the right team, their career is going to be amazing. DK Metcalf is my perfect example. If he yeah. goes to a different team that isn't really just working with Russ on timing and jump balls, it's a whole other world. Uh, and you have guys that go to other teams, and they never have a chance. It's just not set up for success. I think about all those corners that I go to Cincinnati. It's like it's, it, it doesn't matter what you do. Who are players that you really love? and who's a team that you hope they go to. And I don't want just a quarterback on the Patriots or a wide receiver on the Niners.
1: Well, I was going to say a wide receiver on the Niners, so thanks right. for making sure I can't do that. Uh, mine is actually, I want Tua to go to the Chargers. I, I think that not only from a business standpoint, how great would he look in those powder blues and they need to sell tickets in a new stadium, and you got a West Coast guy, kid from Hawaii, that's going to help. I think that that scheme works so well for him. That's a good offensive line. I think they probably need one tackle, and they're going to be fine. But you have Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You have Austin Eckler. Give two of those targets and just let him play point guard in that offense. I think that is a tremendous fit. And also with Tyrod Taylor there, he's not going to be rushed back. If they don't mm. think he's ready to go week one, 2020, whenever the hell that is, then you have someone who can hold the, the fort down a little bit until he is ready.
0: Connor, yeah. Connor, before you go, then Miller, what's your nightmare fit? Because it sounds like you like Tua. I like so Tua who are you worried about drafting Tua?
1: I-, I worry about the Dolphins because they have no offensive tackles. And I think one thing with Tua that people, people just assume that he's this great athlete and super mobile. He's really not. Now, he'll get out of the pocket and he'll hold the ball a little bit too long. This is not a big guy. I do not want to see him getting crushed like Deshaun Watson 60 times in a season. He's going to fall apart. He's had three significant injuries in college. I think he needs to be protected. He needs the ball needs to come out quickly. You need to establish run game. The Dolphins' two tackles both suck and Ryan Fitzpatrick was their leading rusher last year. That hmm. offense is either going to be heavily uh, influenced by rookie starters, which not not great either, or they're going to throw him back there with Julian Davenport trying to protect, you know, his front side and God knows who on the right side.
0: Mm. Okay. So Tua Miller hoping he goes to the Chargers, worried about the Dolphins. Who are you thinking about, Connor?
2: I mean, this one might shock people or it might made, make uh, Jets fans jaws drop, but I would like to see Jordan Love go to the New England. I, I really would. When you look at Jordan Love, he's a quarterback that probably needs a red shirt year. He's somebody that can move really well, can throw the ball down the field. He really checks every single box physically and I don't know where he's at mentally right now. A lot of turnovers this year, 2018, Left go. I've told you the film was much better. Obviously, he had a better coaching situation with Matt Wells. I think when you look at New England, I want to see Belichick and McDaniels work with a guy that, and you could argue Jarrett Stidham there right now is somebody that has all the tools. I think Jordan Love is a much more premium edition of that where I don't want to see Jordan Love go somewhere or he's thrown in to start right away in a bad situation. I want to see him go somewhere to an organization that can help on the mental side of things. And I think New England would develop him very, very well. Miller,
0: Connor and I have talked a lot and the Jordan Love name to New England comes up. And the thing is, is we know Miami's looking, we know the Chargers are looking. If it's not New England for Jordan Love, who are the other teams that are looking for quarterbacks right now? So
1: I don't think he'll be there at 23. I really don't. Uh, I think that I mean, the Raiders have done a lot of work on every quarterback in this class. And I think one thing we fall into as analysts a lot is you look at the draft order as it stands, which completely rules out the chance that the Colts trade up and take him because they have no quarterbacks under. Okay,
0: So I just want to list off the team. So the Raiders are interesting. They do have Derek Carr. They do have Mariota. But I think we can all say that Gruden's unhappy. That's one team. You mentioned the Colts kind of for the future, working on from Phillip Rivers. Who are the other teams that, that are really looking for quarterbacks that are not Dolphins, Chargers, Patriots?
2: I look at Jacksonville. Same. I think Jacksonville has to be looking at the quarterbacks. And yeah, Gardner Minshew can play right away, but... Do you view Gardner Minshew as a top 10 starter down the line? I do not. I don't think he will be a top 15. And, and starter frankly, down the
0: line. his contract allows you to take a first round quarterback because care. it's yep. so low that it's not like your quarterback is going to be inflated. But then you have 100%. the 100% with the old
1: quarterbacks. I mean, I like Matt Ryan a lot, but if Jordan loves on the board, you have to think about it. If you are green, green Bay's, You know, behind New England, obviously, that's another team that has to think about it. New Orleans has to think about it. I'm not a believer that at 31 years old, Taysom Mm -hmm. Hill and his 13 career completion or attempts is going to be the starting quarterback the New Orleans Saints. So I think there are a lot of teams that if he somehow is on the board outside the top 15, there's a lot of people who think he won't be. Then I think his talent is intriguing enough that we could see teams trade. I mean, remember Kansas City and Houston both came up really far to get those quarterbacks in 2000. Was that right. 17 when they got Mahomes and, and Watson? So we could we could see something like that again.
0: It's it's interesting because if I know Minka Fitzpatrick's been great, but if the Steelers were there in round one uh you know oh that would have been kind of nice as maybe the next Ben Roethlisberger right there
1: well at 13 the Colts I mean they have no quarterbacks next year guys none they're all free agents after this season DeForest Buckner is a really good defensive tackle he was my favorite player for the Niners but is he more valuable than a a quarterback of the future um you could argue that he's you know exactly what he is he's an all-pro caliber player at a, a premium position but is he better than a quarterback? And I think so for a lot of teams, that's going to be the question. You know, even if, with the Raiders, Derek Carr's is not terrible, but it, can you win a Super Bowl with that guy? You can barely get into the playoffs with him. You, you have to be able to score in the AFC West right now.
2: And I go back to our scenario with the Raiders, why we keep bringing them up. It makes you wonder, is there one where they watch how the draft board plays they like that Jordan Love maybe falls to them at 19 when they didn't expect it. They take him. Maybe they feel good about starting Marcus Mariota and moving Derek Carr for more draft assets. That's just a scenario. So I don't almost that like the
0: Raiders pull a Gettleman and say, we would have taken Daniel Jones at six. We would have and we could have gotten him at 17. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And that's what maybe the Raiders do it at twelve in a historically deep wide receiver class and say, you know we'll take Justin Jefferson at, at nineteen. We really like him. No, we're not getting yeah, If
0: you're the Raiders and you take Jordan Love and Justin. Justin Jefferson at 12 and 19. Like it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, where are you guys different when you look at the, the national mock drafts or you see like the, the rankings of positions, where are you guys very different uh, this year than other people?
1: I, Connor? I, know, I, saying, I know you get tired of me saying this. I don't, I, uh, you know, Mello and Connor are the only draft people I I consume their content yeah. with because we do a show together.
0: Yeah, but also, like, I know that you're in your mentions, and I'm sure there's people being like, why are you so different on this guy? Yeah, Connor, why do you hate? They usually say, why do you hate somebody, <laughs> even though it's, it's nothing to do with that.
2: I, I mean, I think for me, I'm going to be lower on Justin Herbert than everybody. You know, Lefka, we just had this conversation on Stick to Football today. You look at Justin Herbert, right? And everybody sits there and goes, he's probably going to go in the top five. He's not a top five prospect. I don't even feel good about him being a good quarterback down the line. And then everyone sits there, but he's ranked in the top 20 or whatever it is. Lefko, I have him at 44 right now on my big board. I don't believe in Justin Herbert developing into a good quarterback. And he has the tools, which keeps him in the top 50. But that's a long shot kind of scenario. So I think for me, Justin Herbert, I don't see it. And I think Matt has really uh been vocal about that recently, too. I don't know where he has him exactly ranked, but he's been vocal that I think it's a show. We don't believe in Justin Herbert developing into an upper-tier quarterback at he's all. He's our mm-hmm. Daniel
1: Jones of 2020, basically. So if he gets drafted early, Connor might be dropping that L grade again. And you know what? But I think he will. I, Jones surprised me. Yeah. Herbert won't.
0: I was going to say that the similarity is there. They're both a lot more athletic than I think people think. Yep. Um, and I – and I look, that that's why – so, Connor, is there a situation that Herbert goes to where you're going to go, ah, fuck, all those takes that I had on Twitter, I could look bad because Belichick's working? You know what I mean? Like, who is somebody that would scare you? Like when Mahomes goes to the Chiefs and you're like, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Uh, New Orleans,
1: but I don't think he's a fit there.
2: But I could see him – if they let he got to sit behind Breeze for a year, they now have Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas, a healthy Alvin Kamara, a good offensive the line, mind Sean, of Sean Payton. Payton. Yeah, I would be like, man, if you can't figure it out there, I don't know where you can. Mine and, for Justin so, Herbert
1: is Tampa, which they're not going to draft a quarterback at fourteen, but he's so perfect for Bruce Arians because, like, you know what? Just throw the ball down the field, man. Just take chances, throw the ball down the field. He has a very strong arm. The I don't know if there's a player I'm really different on. I know that I'm different on Grant Delpit than Twitter is, and. and and I, I think a lot of the you know other national analysts are still pretty high on him. Grant Delpit's 2019 tape, I don't think he's a starter in the NFL if he plays like that. I mean, it was just, he's obviously an athlete. He just didn't want to make plays. Like, he didn't make tackles. He didn't give good effort. He was bad in coverage still. And, and he won the Thorpe Award somehow, which goes to the best d- defensive back in college football. So Grant Delpit's the one where... I mean, there's a chance that I look really wrong on this because he becomes Jamal Adams or Derwin James. But mm. it's just when you look at what he put on the field last and in, a, in an era or a year, excuse me, where we don't have pro days, we don't have private workouts. Your lasting impression of that dude is him not chasing down players in the national championship game. I just cannot get over that. I think one obvious one that me and Matt on, and it's not like their, their grades are that different, but he has Jerry Judy as wide receiver one. I have C D Lamb mm. as wide receiver one. Yeah, and they're they're clustered together really closely. I think for both of us, and it, it goes yep. down to well, I, wide
0: re- wide receiver is a little bit like everybody's got their own flavor. I was going to you know, say everybody that, yep. likes a different style of wide receiver. It's it's why there are some people that love Jarvis Landry, and that's their number one guy. And there's other people that you know what. I'd rather have a, um, a Kenny Galladay, like give me a lob it up guy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it, to me, me and Connor were texting about this, CD kind of has the one of all of them where I go, if he's angry, you could get like an all world performance. Like he has that like, like Megatron, like I'm not comparing it, but just like all of the, 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 the guns are blazing where Jerry Judy, you're just going to go, how do you stop the cuts? You right. know what I mean? Like it's a little Michael Todd, like bah, 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 like it's so accurate. And then Rugs is like my favorite because I like the people where where he touches the ball and the announcer goes, "He could take this all the way," and he's at his own thirty. Like I love guys like
1: that. Well, yeah, they're all unique and and they're all very good. You know, my well, players- so I that,
0: I know those yes, three, but very good point. But what's Justin Jefferson?
1: Uh, what what did uh he's Devonte Adams? You know, he's like yeah, silky, that, smooth it, it, route runner. Uh, H- I had him Devontae Parker. Okay. I just, he was not expected to run a four, four, three. I know that. So very, very impressive time for him. Uh, He's a good route runner. I think he's like a a little bit of a discount. Judy, you know, he he might have to play in the slot, especially early to get open, but very good route runner. He's going to make some things happen after the catch. He showed up all the time in the red zone. Just got overshadowed a little bit by Jamar chase, who next year we'll talk about as, you know,
0: the, this amazing Sammy Watkins or talking about him forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, What about T Higgins? Uh, He's just
1: not real fast. I mean, he ran the same time as Michael Thomas, who obviously can get open and be really good in the NFL. And And he
0: had some moments in the championship game. He had some moments
1: for three years at Yeah. I mean, they've been talking about this dude since he was a freshman saying, here's our next first rounder. You know, go ahead and watch him. Because you're going to have to write about him eventually. So he's, I think he's actually, other than Ruggs, the best vertical threat in this class, even though he's not very fast. Six foot four, gigantic catch radius. He plays above the turf well. He
0: reminded me of Devontae Parker in terms of like the long strides and the leaping ability.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just, he attacks the ball. And I think, again, a guy who had, you know, Justin Ross on that offense, Amari Rogers, he's had to share a lot of touches. Travis Etienne gets a lot of carries in that scheme. So I I think with the numbers, you're not blown away by it. And, you know, he didn't play at Alabama or LSU. And I know, like, Clemson's a hell of a team. But those wide receiver squads got so much hype. I think Higgins got a little forgotten about. Um, Not working out at the combine, is going to hurt him because he, you know, said, ah, you know, I'll wait. And then he had a pro day. But he's not going to get to do those private workouts. I still think he goes late first round, but he's not going to go as high as he could
0: have. Connor, what about Mims? Like, I'm, I'm just, I just want to do a wide receiver download on all you guys because this, it's, every, it's such a great group. But like, what's, what, what's Mims style like?
2: I, I mean, you talk about a size, speed profile that you just don't get very often with Denzel Mims. But the problem is, you what go is back the to. What is the size and speed? I mean, he's six, four and runs a four, three, eight. So, and I mean, his holy cone, shit, why are we not talking his about three cone? Before? His three cone was a six, 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 which I think is one of the best wide receiver three cones at that size we've ever seen. The problem is you go back to the film and, and I don't think he plays to those numbers. I think he plays pretty good. I think he had a good senior bowl. I think he had a phenomenal combine. I, I don't know how much dog was in him mm. in the film. I think the drops are on tape. I think you go back and you want to see him against a pro corner who should go in round one or the top 40 of this draft, watch him against Jeff Gladney at TCU. And they both got the best of each other throughout the game. So I think when you look at it with Mims, you love those raw numbers because you sit there and go, okay, he's coming out of Baylor. He might be a little bit raw here. He's a good effort blocker, right. uh, so you want to sit down and talk to the guy and see, hey, can I coach him up to get him to play at a four three nine kind of number and move at that six six three cone? Because I think he's a good athlete on film, not a great athlete yeah. on film. I thought he was a great athlete in shorts, and I think that alone makes him a top. Can I tell
0: selection. you everything that you just said reminded me of Corey Coleman, and it scared the crap. He's a lot out. bigger. Like, a yeah, but-
2: lot bigger which and Corey Coleman did not have the brain for the NFL. That was the issue. I know I played,
0: I played Corey Coleman in ping pong for bleach report. And I learned that quickly. (sighs) I think Mims, my
1: comp for him was DK Metcalf because the the athletic, the raw athleticism, but you're probably going to have a depending
0: where he goes guy. Well,
1: Oh, but that's and with DK, like I don't know if you've talked about this, Adam. I apologize if you have, but DK week one knew how to run three routes. Week seventeen, he was running eight or nine routes. His development yeah. from week one throughout the season—you just don't see that very often. Where a guy gets a becomes a better route runner in season. So
0: I think with Mims,
1: better go somewhere where. Listen, man. Be okay there with are
0: certain drops. guys. There are certain guys that when you're around a dude like Russell Wilson, yep, that is great. Like he is. Uber focused and let's go work out. There are a few guys that if you get in the gym with him, it will help you. Not everyone can do it. A lot of people will say it. DK Metcalf was like, I live in the gym. That's all I do. It like worked out perfectly. Um, The only, I know that like there's Chanel and like all these other guys, but the big dude, um, Cole Komet. Where do you guys stand on him out of Notre Dame? The, the tight end wide receiver. Well, that's hybrid Chase, eight. Uh, Chase, oh, Claypool. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I like him a lot. I think fit matters. Uh, hope to God he goes somewhere where they'll use, you know, the six foot four two forty, uh, basically with four, four speed. I hope we see him go somewhere where they're going to find those matchups that he's not going to be expected. Oh, go play X or Hey, right. you're a tight end now. Like, Please let him go, you know, to an Andy Reid or a Sean Payton or Kyle Shanahan. Someone that's gonna right. say, Man, let's just find you a matchup every week and you're gonna make you're just gonna make things happen.
2: Mm. Well, and I think with Claypool you know, what makes you feel so good about him as a player is he did such good work on special teams. He's a willing blocker. You know, he's somebody that you're getting something from day one. You're not going, hey, there's this athletic move, tight end wide receiver prospect. This is a, a prayer that he, he maybe develops into that star outside wide receiver. No, there's a good floor with Chase Claypool, which is why teams really like him
0: uh Adam miller i don't know if you know but connor's been giving us a lot of prop bets and the values keep getting better uh we had rugs as the first wide receiver drafted at 700 it is now down to plus 120 freaking wow. incredible wow uh but i'm curious uh miller were there any prop bet because i feel like i've been saying this you guys have the advantage this year more than any other because there's just People are distracted, so they're not paying to the information. Have there been any that you've already made or that have caught your attention?
1: Dude, I live in the Bible Belt. You can't bet. Uh, oh. So, no, I would love to. Uh, if, if one of y'all wants to, I'll Venmo you. If you want to put some bets down for that me. might be I don't illegal. Know, I don't know if that's illegal, but um go. I have some new ones. Yeah, Yes. And, and I, could, I could ask
2: Matt if he agrees. How about let,
0: do this? Do this. Um, mm. I'm going
2: to have to log in. So, you got time to talk. Okay,
0: here's what I'm thinking you do. If it's like draft picks and stuff, I want you to say Henry Ruggs will get drafted before this number. And let's see kind of like what Miller uh, uh, will guess. Like, we'll have Miller set the line to see okay. how, how it stacks. Where was the line up. on yeah, Ruggs? So-
2: Well, I want you to guess. Okay. Yeah, let's,
0: let's do your old ones and see what Miller says. This okay. is a good way to test our prop bets. So, what do you think the over under
2: line would be for Ruggs, 15. Miller? 15 and a half. So I took the under. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, I would take the under 15 and a half for sure. I like that one a lot. Okay, there's a lot of good ones here. Uh, I think first offensive lineman drafted is the hardest one. I would say Werfs should be the favorite.
1: Yeah. And then here was. Yeah, Wills.
2: Uh, What would you put the line on C.J. Henderson?
1: Oh, man. If I were Vegas, I would put it at 16 and a half.
2: That's what it was. Really? Wow. And I took the I took the under on it. Yep. This is New Jersey fan no. duel, but it's everybody's using the same yeah, yeah. numbers. I'm about to get
1: hired uh, to be a, a line maker instead. This is that's great. That's what I'm saying. Jalen Hurts. Oh Ooh. man. I think the line on him has to be like 39 and a half.
0: Wow. So this is the this is one of Connor's favorite bets because the line miller was.
2: 75 what? and a half and it and it has plummeted no since way. i came on the <laughs> yeah, show no What's it now what? uh, last time i looked it was like 62 it i would
0: still I like to hit think that that under. we're impacting the lines
2: i'm vinmoing you a hundred yeah. bucks <laughs> 75 and a half i got it at uh I'll, I'll go find it oh how many offensive linemen drafted in round one over under six and a half. i was i thought it would be five and a half so
1: i would yeah man six and a half i would go under no, shoot, I, I would go over because Ruiz. Yeah, I would go over. That's why, yep. exactly. Because they get you yeah, on the tackles. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the how they keep the, the guard goes. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm going to go draft by position here, uh, player props. These are not all ones I did, but these are fun, man.
0: Okay. Yeah, let uh, Miller, let Miller uh, set the line, not, not say what he'd pick.
2: Oh, drafted in first round, Matt. These are new. AJ Epinesa drafted in the first round.
0: Oh, these are yes or no's? Yes or no, man? I would,
1: I would think the favorite. You have is to give yes. me a
0: little information about who that so is So
1: he's a defensive end from Iowa. He's a bit of a tweener, six six, two seventy five.
0: Oh, this is the guy that I keep getting seen mocked to the Patriots because he's a white or pass the, rusher
1: or the Ravens. Well, I don't think I think he's uh, Samoan or he's an Not Islander. Bad. Um, sorry, bro. great tattoos. So I know yeah. that matters. I think I would say yes on him being a first rounder. There's a couple of good ones here. DeAndre Swift. No, i wouldn't bet on it so i would bet
2: i would be on the no side so you would make money back the no is plus 102
0: okay so miller connor had a bet about whether or not there would be a running back drafted in the first round how would you bet that
1: i would bet i would bet no at this point yeah i took no and if anyone does it's it's hard though i I think it'll be jonathan taylor if someone goes first yeah it's hard oh man some of the match bets are great like jerry judy versus cd lamb who goes first? Shit, that's tough. Oh, man. Who do you take? I would take Lamb. I like Judy better, but I've just heard Lamb. too many teams like Lamb. I love Lamb. Uh, Kalevon Chason versus Kenneth Murray. Oh, Kalevon. Easy. Yeah, I hey, think so Hey, so I
0: saw a picture of Kenneth Murray, who I believe is a linebacker out of Oklahoma, correct?
2: Yep,
1: that is correct. And I
0: looked at him, and I immediately thought, no. like. Really? He just had a really scrawny neck in the picture that I saw.
1: It had to be an old photo. He's, he's, I was saying, sure, that from seventh yeah, grade? Okay. Cause the picture <laughs> yeah. I
0: saw, he was like, hi, hey guys. And I was like, no way I'm gonna no, 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 no. linebacker a, with a little neck. He
1: had like 28 tackles against Army last year. He's, he's a grown yeah, man. Yeah. But like,
0: how do you draft anybody in a Big 12 defense? Like, what are they used to doing? Playing flag football? Well,
1: I think now they're used to, you know, like they're used to running. spread. the yeah. range that, that we're seeing is amazing.
0: All right, you got, any, you got one more for me, Connor, before we get to uh, some teams I've spotlighted?
2: Uh, I think we could keep going on this another. Th- there are millions in I just here. wasn't sure
0: if you had any more favorites that you've already bet.
2: Ooh, I can go back to the active bets. Well, the tough one is how the exact order will go. One, two, three. I took it Burrow, Chase Young, Tua. So you're assuming the Lions trade, trade right? right? I think that's smart, but that's... That's the one I took.
0: That's so actually, I want to focus on, I got about seven or eight teams, and I want to say what's the best case scenario for them, what's realistic, and what's the worst case scenario. And I want to start off, because everyone's talking about the Lions at three, the Giants at four. Let's say the Lions stick around and take a CUDA. Let's just say it happens. Yep. I know that the Giants are going to be getting all of these offers for trades, but Gettleman doesn't do that. But like, is there any chance he actually listens to it this year? I think this year could be
1: different. He has said you know, like, hey, we're actually open for business this year. There's not a Saquon Barkley on the board. I, I mean, especially like if Jeff Okuda's there. I mean, they just added James Bradbury. They drafted DeAndre Baker in the first last year. Like they, mm-hmm. they've actually thrown a lot of capital at the corner position already. So I think you would have to listen at that point. The biggest question is, can he get over his man crush on Isaiah Simmons? Because Simmons could be his take on Barkley, where he says like, "No, I'm not answering the phone or the Zoom call from whoever wants to come up. I'm taking I think he Simmons. loves
0: Simmons that much.
1: That's everything I've been hearing is that he just well think about him. it, man.
0: He he got to watch Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis all those years. And He's he like, drafted, I could do the same.
1: Uh, Shaq Thompson, right. another athletic linebacker.
2: I don't think he moves. I don't think he moves. I think he sits there and he goes, like Matt just said, I, I like the player a lot. I'm scared to move out, and that's how Dave Gettleman will So,
0: operate. to me, it sounds like best-case scenario is that the Lions don't go quarterback, but they also don't go Sim. Well, what do you think is the best pick for the Giants at four? Like, what's the best player that for what they need?
1: It's so tough because it's what could happen versus what should. You know, Jedrick Jedrick Wills for me. And for me, it's Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Mm. They need a tackle. They really do. And I, I said this on Stick to Football Monday. It would be a very hard decision for me between offensive tackle and Isaiah Simmons. But I've been putting Simmons there in mocks for a while. So I'll stand on that one.
0: What do you think would be the worst pick for them?
1: Man, it's hard to mess that up. I mean, like Makai back then at yeah. four, I would I would probably be pretty. Upset so they take.
0: Me. So in your mind, the worst is they take the wrong tackle. They yeah. don't tackle, but they take the wrong one.
1: You know, like last year with quarterback, I, I still believe they Der- take the wrong. Derek Brown, Derek Brown <laughs> at four. I mean, yeah, because that's like th- it's Dave Gettleman, so he could take a D tackle, but. I yeah, it would be. I would be thankful I'm not in New York if they took Derek Brown because I wouldn't want Giants fans to storm the studio and, and kill us all. Yeah, good thing no one's allowed us. Right, you, right you guys, people, people that us. don't
0: even like, do you not like Derek Brown? The top ten. Love 10? Derek Brown.
1: Love Derek oh. Brown. I just the Giants don't need another defensive tackle. Gotcha.
0: That's why I keep seeing Derek Brown mocked to Carolina. I was like, you guys know Gettleman is is in New York now. Right? Yeah, they actually need
1: him now, though. It's like Gettleman yeah, yeah. didn't leave the pantry very well stocked.
0: Well, the entire Carolina Panthers D line practically plays in Dallas. Uh, I say they all left. Don Terry Poe and um, Gerald McCoy. Uh, Gerald McCoyer in Dallas. Yep. Uh, Vernon Butler is now up in Buffalo, uh, and and they also lost uh, Mario Addison to Buffalo.
2: Yes, yeah. they did. That's right. So Sean now McCarter, are, McDermott coach. So, yeah, uh,
0: it's interesting. All right. Uh, right after the Panthers or number 10, the Cleveland Browns. What is the best case scenario for the Browns? Who falls to the Browns at 10?
1: Jedrick Wills. I think we're both going to agree on that. He's the we've said it, he's the top tackle in the class. If he falls. I don't know what the analytics say on Jedrick yes. Wills, but they should say draft this player. Good. Yeah, that,
2: you would <laughs> so hope that's so. That's a
0: perfect scenario for the Browns is Jedrick Wills. Yep.
2: Yeah, or Tristan Wirfs, one of the two. Now,
0: realistically, he'll be gone. Well, so we don't, what it- I don't
1: think that that's a lock.
0: I really You're don't telling me that the top tackle doesn't go before 10. It could happen because
1: uh, he played right tackle at Alabama. He doesn't. I mean, he had good length, but not great length. Tristan Wirfs had a, a historic. Yeah, combine. But don't we
0: always say that, it, like, in fact, some of the best tackles play on the right side now, like Lane Johnson, because Mitch of, Schwartz.
1: I mean, a couple. Yeah. But still, when it comes to the draft, people overthink it every year. You know, when it comes to scouting, guys overthink arm length, they over, overthink what position you play. Right. So I, I if Wills is on the board at 10, I would not be shocked
0: if Wills is gone is it still tackle what if Wills and who is the other guy that you Tristan said out Wirfs. of Iowa Wirfs. if if those two are gone what's the next best scenario for the browns to still draft Andrew yeah, Thomas still to draft a tackle
2: keep going down the tackle right, just go th- they need a left tackle Andrew Thomas so
0: where where is your range for this this upper tier tackle group what pick I can to tell what you, pick I uh, uh, um, you
1: know i have I have Wills as the top guy, and I have him at number seven overall on my board. I have Werfs at 11. Then yeah. I have uh, Thomas at 17 and Beckton at 18. So there's a little bit of range in there, um, but not a ton. S- I don't- so
0: you see, then if it's Wills and Werfs are gone, dropping down to 17 or 18 because it's such a position to need the right. value still there. And
1: because, you know, a lot of those positions in there are wide receiver. They're not going to draft a wide receiver. You know, they have such a need. If they don't go offensive tackle, they have to go defensive tackle. And we expect Derek Brown to be gone. So do you take Javon Kenlaw from South Carolina there? The value is not terrible, but bypassing arguably the third most important position of football for another D lineman. Right. It's just not very smart.
0: In terms of corner, Who's the number two corner in this draft?
1: I uh, uh, I know you I know you feel very strongly, C.J. Henderson, right? I Matt? do very strong. I have him yep. uh, top fifteen player, six foot one, two hundred pounds, you know, four low four four, high four three, speed, incredibly physical, feisty in coverage. Everybody's like, oh, he didn't tackle against the run. Have you watched Deion Sanders play? Like, why are we making it a deal yeah. that this corner? That's like saying a wide receiver can't block. I do mm. not care. Can he catch the ball and make things happen? With Henderson, it's like, is he good in coverage? Dude was battle-tested for three years in the SEC. That's good enough for me. Mm. Yeah, for
2: me, it's Jeff Gladney, go, but Henderson, I, I came around on him pretty late. He's only a couple spots behind.
0: All right, next pick is the Jets at 11. Connor, when you go to bed every night and you say a <sighs> prayer, who are you hoping comes in at number 11?
2: Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs. They need a tackle. They need an athletic tackle. Those guys are the best players in the class at the position. Uh, I'd be happy with Andrew Thomas. If we get one of those three, then great. If all three are gone, it better be C D Lamb. I will say that right now.
0: What if all three tackles are gone and C D is gone?
2: Take Jerry Judy. Okay. So that's
0: your <laughs> that's your top five for the Jets. Three tackles, yep. C D Jerry Judy. Yep. And there's no way that all of them are gone. I mean, there is a way, but
1: it's very
2: unlikely. Then yeah. something weird happened where the Jets got like Jeff Okuda or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, where it'd yeah. be crazy.
0: Do you see it the same way there uh, for the Jets, Miller?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Joe Douglas's mo is to to build the lines, and the Jets have spent so many consecutive years drafting on defense. And a lot of those picks didn't hit. But I think there's a big thirst from ownership down to the fan base for offensive players. So if it's not someone to protect Sam Darnold. It better be a weapon for him after letting Robbie Anderson leave the moves. Like George Fant is your left tackle right now. That's that's not how you win the AFC East. Like Tom Brady's finally gone. And your left tackle is George Fant. Yeah, that means you don't have one.
0: I think the crazier thing for me is the amount of money that George fans getting. Like some of the other tackle contracts are crazy that I would not be surprised. And this is probably illegal. If the Jets were like, oh, he didn't complete the physical. Actually, we're going to not sign him right now because the reaction was so bad. I keep
1: waiting for the Texans and and Cardinals trade to be undone for the same reason. Like, oh, Danny Johnson failed the physical. Never mind.
0: Okay. So the Raiders are at 12 and then the Raiders are at 19. And I'm curious, what's the perfect person to fall for them at 12?
1: I think Henry Ruggs is, and, and I, I'm sure people who listen to Stick to Football are probably tired of hearing this, but I keep saying it. John Gruden has to stop Tyree Kill twice a year. Wouldn't you like to have that in your own offense? You try so to add will be Antonio his, Brown. This will be
0: his Joey Galloway from when he was on the Bucs. Right.
1: Yeah, That's going back to the Sims days. Yeah, yeah, it would be, and it would be his, his answer to trying to sign Antonio Brown and having a speed receiver and that not work or trying to trade for Antonio Brown, excuse me. So I think rugs, even if is available,
0: one. you'd still go rugs for the Raiders for That
1: offense. I would.
2: Yes. Okay. I, I would go CD lamb, but I understand Miller's argument. I think I look at it and think rugs would be a really good fit there. I, I don't think, I don't know if Derek Carr could throw the ball down the field yet, but I think what the offense is asking the players to do, Rugs would be a good fit there. I just think CD Lamb is the higher floor player.
0: I, uh, I just I want it to be Rugs just so that I can see like a Raiders poster that says Rugs and Renfro, wide receivers at law. Those two are just the most opposite looking right. people ever.
2: Uh, well, and I want Rugs to be the first guy off the board in the wide receiver class.
0: Okay, so what happens though if? Uh, Is there any chance the Raiders don't go receiver at 12 because they think they can get someone else at 19? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So where would they go if not wide receiver? It just
1: matters who's on the board. You know, it's like if the they love they want to get another D tackle even after making some moves of free agency. If somehow Derek Brown were there, I think they have to consider it. If Javon Kenlaw is there, you probably think about it at least for a minute. But
0: what about secondary with the Raiders? Because I feel like their secondary. Uh, C.J. Been CJ Henderson yeah.
1: might be a guy at 12, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's about where his value starts. You know, 12 to 17 is kind of where we see him going. So, now, on, now of
0: Alabama. all this information, I do want to say that we learned a lot from Mike Mayock last year. Yes. And we learned that much like Belichick, he cares about team captains, team leaders, all that stuff. Of all the guys we're saying, who actually has those criteria? Henry
1: Ruggs. You, I mean, people at Alabama will tell you he was the dog in that room of four first rounders at wide receiver. That was his room. Kenneth Murray, not at 12, but at 19, was the team captain. He fits that mold very, very well. Um, Caleb on Chason. Rocking 18 yeah. as a redshirt sophomore, LSU is pretty fucking hard to do. No one's actually ever done that before, I don't think. So wow. uh, that speaks really, really highly to his. And character. he
0: is what kind of a linebacker?
1: Josh Allen just a little bit of everything. He's not as physically dominant as Josh was. He's just not that. So he refined. has a
0: pass rush too. A
1: oh, pass rush is oh, his yeah. best, but uh, we see him drop in coverage, stop the run. I mean his pursuit skills are incredible. Uh, wow. so watch you're telling last me You're games. telling
0: me that the Raiders could target Rugs and Chase on out of 12. Well, Chase is not a
1: need because Crosby's really good and you drafted Furl at 4 last year, but he fits yeah, like that Ferrell's profile. i not getting after the quarter. Well, I don't. I didn't like him when they drafted yeah. him. So right. I so what I'm
0: saying him. is, though, is like it's it's okay to have three pass rushers. Right. Like they, they should have that-
1: taken Josh Allen. Um, uh, like I think we were telling him to do, and they would oh, be in yeah. a
0: much better situation. Yeah,
1: I, I think you put Brian Burns and Josh Allen in a blender from last year, and you get
2: Caleb on Chase on.
0: Ooh, him. wow, that sounds delicious. So the Raiders, but we it, so it's wide receiver and then maybe a corner, maybe a linebacker, maybe a pass yeah. rusher.
1: Yeah, and I think that's yep. where their needs really Interior, set up. I mean, And with the corners, I I don't think it's a great corner class. Like he's a pretty good one, but your high end starters are going to come off the board I think fairly early in this class. So, if Henderson's there, you probably have to think about it. I have their needs at receiver, D-line, corner, linebacker, and then O-line if they move on from Gabe Jackson.
0: Gotcha. All right. The Cowboys are sitting there at 17. This is the Dallas Cowboys. They they got Dak. They got Amari. They got Zeke. They got Demarcus Lawrence. They figured out the money. At 17, you know they're going to want to do a splash. What do you guys –
1: I think Connor? corner. Oh, sorry, Connor, I think corner is really intriguing for them after losing Byron Jones. If CJ right. Henderson's yeah. there, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, but they've always favored athletes on defense. You, know, you think Jalen Smith, Byron Jones, the guys they've drafted are going to be high-end athletes? Chaseon absolutely fits there uh, for them if he's available. And then a name we haven't said yet: Xavier McKinney from Alabama, who is a do-it-all safety. He'll play anywhere. I, I think he fits if some of those other names are off the board.
2: Yeah, I look at Javon Kinlaw and see a guy that you plug in the interior there and you say, pin your ears back and go. I mean, be a game wrecker kind of guy. I think Kinlaw, for his body type, how he moves is really incredible and also a late bloomer where you feel like you can get more out of him in a developmental stage than you could from Derek Brown.
0: Yeah, because, again, I believe the Cowboys also lost Jeff Heath to the Raiders, so there is now a need at safety. I see their their secondary. You said Gladney is somebody that you'd think about?
2: uh miller said mckinney
0: okay the safety safety yeah what about gladney being right around the corner at tcu do you think they're looking at him at all
2: oh without a doubt especially if the board goes where cj henderson's already gone you're going to be looking at christian fulton jeff gladney as your next corners up for dallas
0: uh the one name that you guys haven't said yet patrick queen where do you guys stand on
1: him? I like him a lot. Uh he's my this guess, is the
0: linebacker out of LSU, LSU that number
1: 8 or number eight. Yeah, kind of a surprise that he came out. LSU was begging him to stay. He's ranked sixteen on my board. Uh the only thing is the one year starter. It, until the Texas game, he had never started at LSU, but just a tremendous finish, you know, over and the he's course of the
0: tiny bro.
1: SEC. I mean, but six one, two thirty-five, like that's that's D. Oh, I him
0: six foot two twenty
1: nine. He's the he's the Jones. He's gotcha. exactly right. Um so I think he fits really well with what what we're seeing in the NFL. I mean, he, yeah, he's playing a 4-3. He's a weak side linebacker. But, you know, we've talked about Oakland as a really good fit for him. Um, I, I think you look at, you know, Green Bay. Uh, uh, who else down there at the end of round one? Kansas City would be a very, very good fit for him. So it's just getting him you the say right Baltimore, scheme. Matt. So I don't know if he fits in Baltimore. Um, yeah. Just because he's... Kenneth Murray is more Baltimore. Absolutely. Yep.
0: So it sounds like to me, the worst case scenario for Dallas would be Henderson and Akuda are off the board. Um, Chaseon goes earlier, uh, and then and then also Xavier McKinney. Let's say somehow goes.
1: I don't know if there's a worst case for Dallas. Like just right. I feel the same way. There's defender. no bad if, get, get available. Take Kinlaw then. Exactly. Gotcha. Or if all those defenders are gone, take another receiver. You need another one. Yeah. So like Dallas is in a good spot in this they draft. Really
0: they're kind of sitting at a spot where whatever falls to them is good. What about is there any chance with Travis Frederick retiring they go Cesar Ruiz nah, and, they drafted, and reach a little bit at seven. They drafted Connor Don't McGovern
1: last year in the 3rd round out of Penn State. He'll be a starter. So I think they're I think they're set on the interior.
0: Got okay, so you're not worried about that at all. Um let's go on then to the next team. It means a lot to me. What is the dream scenario for the Eagles that is within realistic chance at 21?
1: Justin Jefferson.
2: Every time. Uh, it's so There's no chance me. that any of those
0: top I would three say, receivers like, fall. The dream
1: scenario is that they found out that like Ruggs has 40 unpaid parking tickets and he falls in the draft a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm awake, guys, you know? so I'm not relying on right. that so, one.
0: No, so there's zero chance that Ruggs, no. Judy, or CD. Okay, so... There is a chance though that Jefferson falls to them yes. at twenty one.
1: That's the most natural oh, yeah. spot for him, the most natural fit. I think you could probably go back two months and that's who I've had them drafting in mock drafts. It's just it's perfect. They want speed, they want playmakers. He has that, but he's also a good route runner. And he yes, sure hands. Like there this is mm-hmm. not a player where you're like, oh, well, he drops a couple. No, he doesn't. He's a very sure handed receiver.
0: He's gone. Does T. Higgins fill in that spot, or no? Are we looking towards like a Patrick so Queen linebacker? I'd,
1: I'd go Mims. I would go Queen. I honestly would, and I like Higgins a lot, but not for the Eagles because that, like, you need speed so badly. I, Alshon's my guy. Gotcha. Always will be. JJ R. White, I can't get on the field. That speaks volumes to where he's at. They need speed so badly that I would pass on a T.
0: Higgins. What were you saying, Connor? You were saying Mims.
2: I would think about it. I think when you look at that size speed profile in the Philadelphia offense for Carson to throw the ball down the field to Mims, I would really think about it. And I have T Higgins one spot over Mims, but what Miller just said would fit. I would try to get some speed in that offense and I would I would go Mims in that, you know, that spot specifically
0: so here's my question i would say looking at the eagles roster i'm very excited about their d-line i think having a season where you get javon hargrave uh and you're getting malik jackson back a lot of depth there uh the fact that you get darius slay and you add in depth in terms of will parks uh, uh you have um uh ronnie McLeod brought back nicole roby coleman there's Darius Lazier number one, and then you have like six or seven positionless safety corners to throw out there. Jalen Mills, go back. Jalen Mills, apparently, they want him to play safety. They brought him back on yeah, like a one year yep. deal to play safety. I'll wait to see that before I think it's okay. And maybe Sidney Jones wakes up. But at linebacker, they signed Jatavis Brown. But other than that, bro. I do not feel comfortable going to the year with Nathan Gary, TJ Edwards, and Duke Riley. Well, so I do see linebacker as a huge need. If it's if Queen is gone and Jefferson is gone, is there any other linebacker that can get in there? Well, that's, that's Murray worth fits it?
1: there. Kenneth Murray does fit. I don't think that's okay. an incredible. I have him ranked at 19. So if you give him a 21, that mm-hmm. is not a bad pick. Otherwise, you're probably waiting until round two. And like you might be looking at. There's good play. So that Wilson. was my
0: question. Is there more value for linebacker in round two yeah. or wide receiver in round two? I think
1: receiver. Ooh. I definitely yeah, think receiver. receiver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might be looking at Jalen Rager, KJ Hamler. Uh, who, who knows what happens with Brandon Ayuk, a guy who was a little bit banged up throughout the process. And that could actually And who would be a
0: second round linebacker? Malik Harrison. Malik Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, so, Logan Wilson. So, would you rather have Justin Jefferson and Malik Henderson, or would you rather have Murray and uh, Hamlin from Penn State?
1: I would rather have Murray and Hamler just because I don't think Hamler. Malik Harrison's a great fit for that defense. Uh, he's a little bit of an old school thumper, a really good player, really productive, but you're not going to watch him and be like, that's an athlete that's the guy that's going to chase down saquon barkley or mm. you know match up a coverage against some of these dudes you're seeing um especially you know yeah the nfc east has three really good running backs that you're gonna have to stop as an eagles fan but i, I think speed is just such a priority that y- you're not drafting a player like that in you know the middle of round two
2: i would probably go the same way mm. honestly when you look at it but it's it's not an easy answer. It's really you know, not. I'm think oh, you sorry, look. Connor, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, Miller, saying, go I would
1: ahead. throw Jordan Brooks in there from Texas Tech because you're getting a guy who's 240 and an athlete, but again, a, a mm-hmm. little bit banged up at the end of the process. Uh, I believe he had a sports hernia surgery, so no senior bowl, no combine. But when you go back and watch, I mean, end of the year before he got hurt, I mean, he was just wrecking people. So he would be someone whose name, maybe not, you know, like every draft fan is going to know who Jordan Brooks is, but I have him ranked at 55. I think he'd be a pretty good fit.
0: The Howie Roseman can say all he wants that they want to play Jalen Mills at safety. Eagles fans know what's up. What about if Xavier McKinney is there? is there any chance that they replace Malcolm Jenkins with a guy that kind of plays like Malcolm Jenkins?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, there's some small school safeties that are going to be those hybrid types, whether it's Jeremy Chin or Kyle Duggar. Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to answer a lot of your questions in in terms of slot coverage as a matchup. Honey, Badger, Quandre, Diggs type player. So you could definitely still go secondary. McKinney is going to be the closest to what what you lost, you know, replacing someone who's just tough. Uh, I comped him to Justin Simmons. He could play everywhere you look at where he his alignment when i charted him it was like box safety slot corner outside corner linebacker i think he played d end a couple snaps you know, like just it's like a a little bit bigger minka fitzpatrick
0: man uh I, i'm also curious can't you see john gruden sitting there at 19 being like antoine winfield's kid he's in the league oh man we gotta get that guy man i love it, Winfield. It oh fit. he could hit uh I, pack oh what were you gonna say connor
2: I mean, that's my top safety. Love the player. Uh, I mean, instincts off the chart. Looks like a guy that's been watching films since he could walk. And just good hands. Always knows where to be. Aggressive tackler. Fiery. He's the honey badger to me. He really is. And I think for the Eagles, you know, if if he checked out medically because he missed some time back-to-back years, he he would go in the first round. I think he's going to be more of an early second-round kind of player.
0: Connor, Packers at 30. We are nearing the end of Aaron Rodgers. What is the dream scenario for the Packers at 30?
2: Yeah, so Mims is in play right here. I, I really think so. Just a think freak so.
0: I think, athlete for Rodgers.
2: Yeah, Mims is a really, really nice fit. I think this is probably where you can start to talk about Michael Pittman from USC. This would be very early for him. I think a lot of people have him in the second round, but Pittman, uh, size, speed, tough, good, great hands. I mean, great hands, pro-ready. I mean, you can go back to 2018, 2017, he was catching touchdowns from Sam Darnold. The guy made an impact so then, the last three So we years. know
0: that Aaron has an issue with wide receivers that can't pick up the playbook because so much of what he does is read and react and needing. To yep. No. With that in mind, would you go more the USC wide receiver over Mims just because he is more pro-ready?
2: I would think about it. I don't know. It's tough. I think Mims, you're investing in more return long term. But if you say, hey, listen, I do this on every radio show I do. No OTAs, no rookie mini camp. You're going into you're like the Packers where you're not thinking, hey, we're building right. a program here. We're building a Super Bowl window. I would think about the more pro-ready guys So I'm right? down
1: on Pittman, I think, compared to Connor. I, I love that he is so good against contested catches. Those are the only catches I see him make. And separation is so important to me, mm. especially for a number 1 receiver. You know, you, you either do it with speed, route running, or size. And Pittman definitely has the size, but he's almost only going to be a breaking route player. And for Green Bay, where you already have Devontae Adams, who's great route runner, maybe the best in the NFL. I would want a home run hitter. I would want speed. So I would look at, I would favor Mims over Pittman for them. I would favor Jalen Rieger at TCU, KJ Hamler at Penn State. Give me a guy who scares the shit out of the defense again, like a healthy Randall Cobb. You know, someone who... What
0: about offensive line with them losing Balaga?
1: We had that happen uh, in a mock draft today that Connor did. So it, it definitely makes sense if someone is there. The offensive linemen in this class aren't expected to hang around for very long.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's so interesting with the, with the Packers where it's like, they have so many young pieces all over the place and it's, it's kind of nice that they got a little bit of depth last year with Rashawn Gary, like adding to that D line. But, uh, Miller, I do want to remind you of one thing. I saw a clip of last year's roundtable where I said, what if the Packers go DK Metcalf uh, in the early part of the teens and Miller responded they do need a tight end and it was uh, it was a good comment
1: right now I, I ended up you know I think I DK like 32 overall and I still feel like I know we said it earlier where he went was going to dictate how good he was we always totally. say one of these years we're going to have time to do this where after the draft you basically restack your board because then you know where that player you know it's a prediction of how good they're yeah. going to be in the NFL not where they're drafted and so you know with With Mahomes, with DK, with Michael Thomas. Like, I loved Michael Thomas, but those guys, like, when I get them with that fit, like, oh, man, beautiful things are going to happen.
0: Last one Chiefs at 32. What is a, a draft pick they could make, let's say they don't trade out, that you think immediately adds to their Super Bowl window?
1: So I've been saying this for, I don't know, maybe a week now, and I think everyone thinks I'm crazy. If I'm the Chiefs, I draft a running back. And I like Damien Williams. He probably won them the Super Bowl. But you have a window here with the greatest quarterback walking planet Earth. Give him all the weapons that he could ever want. And your defense was good enough. And you could still bring back Bashad Breland, who's out there and played very well for you in the Super Bowl. You got $5 million in cap space now instead of $177. So I would draft DeAndre <laughs> Swift and then just look at everyone else, hold those middle fingers up, and say, good luck stopping this offense because you can't do it.
0: Mm.
1: It'd be the greatest show on I, turf again. Yeah, it would be fun. I think they can go
2: a little later, though, at running back. I would I would have to take a corner here. I think you look at their corner depth chart. uh, Trevon Diggs, AJ Terrell, maybe Christian Fulton. One of those guys should fall to them. Jalen Johnson from Utah. That shoulder checks out. I think the Chiefs have to get a corner, and I think they're good enough in their front office and coaching staff to evaluate the later-on weapons. My biggest worry
1: with corner is, we saw this with the the veterans they have on defense last year. Spagnuolo's defense is tough, and so how much of an impact a rookie corner is going to make, it's going to have to be a special player. I think Fulton probably has the mentality to work there. Spags is hard on his secondary, and when you have Juan Thornhill hopefully coming back early from that ACL uh, you have the Honey Badger, who's a little bit of a matchup guy. I, I agree. They need a corner badly. I think they're going to have to be picky about who that player is.
0: What about a possible Chris Jones replacement in a Gallimore or an Elliott?
1: If they draft Gallimore in the first round, I will personally drive to Kansas City and fight Brett Veach. That player has no business being drafted in the first round. <laughs> I love Veach, but we would throw hands. And hopefully he wouldn't hit me with that fucking Super Bowl ring. But no, Gallimore's not that good in my opinion. He's a okay. he's a round three player. If they went with a, a Jordan Elliott, it's a little bit of a reach, but you understand. Jordan Elliott, by the way, is interior Missouri, lineman for Mizzou. Right. I don't feel like they have to. They drafted Colin Saunders last year, and they love him. So you already Mm. have uh, a pretty good D-line rotation in there. They brought back Mike Pinnell. They have uh, Derek Nottie in there, who they really like also. And then you have Tano Passignan, who really started to turn it on late last year, that can play inside or outside. Um, I don't think they're ever going to get anything from Breland Speaks, who was like 300 pounds in camp last year. But there's a, a chance that you might. So I know that's the thing. It's like, oh, they have to replace Chris Jones. I feel like they would trade Chris Jones if, if to get an extra pick if they felt like they had to replace him. Hmm. Uh, I think you would look at Justin Matabuke or Ross Blacklock those would be you the look two. at Elliott and Gallimore. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I will tell you, Lefkoe, I, I don't think I've told anyone else this. I apologize if I've used it on our show, too. I was told by someone, a free agent who wanted to go to Kansas City at a position of need, that they were not looking at free agents because they wanted to get Chris Jones done. Like They weren't going to spend money on a safety or a corner because they wanted to get Chris Jones done. So there's at least a belief out there among free agent players that they, they want to get that done.
0: Oh, cause I can imagine people say people want to go to the bucks. I can imagine people are calling up the chiefs and going, I will play at a discount yeah. to play corner. But you know, if yeah. you watch the chiefs last year, when he went out, Chris Jones in the middle of the year, and they were losing those games to Indianapolis and Tennessee. to Tennessee and to yep. Houston. It's because he wasn't on the field. It's, He's the he AFC the Fletcher Cox
1: absolutely yes. that is a great comparison I mean it, you can look at the numbers when Chris Jones on the field Frank Clark's good when he's not you're That's like a great Frank point. what are you like why aren't you producing so I think there's yeah. a, a big push to keep those two together.
0: Uh, It was fun catching up. We're going to be talking a lot the next few weeks. We're going to be doing a lot of draft rehearsals again the first night of the draft. If you want to see what they're doing on TV and apparently playing video game animations of football players going and hugging Adele, you could be my guest. If you've seen us before, you know that we're going to be fast, you know we're going to be quick, and you know we don't do commercials, and you know that when we get to pick number you know 21 and it's the Eagles, we're not recapping the fact that Jordan Love went number 8 for the 80th time. We are breaking down every pick, and we're doing all the rounds Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It will be a blast. Uh, and stick to football. They've been doing it all year. Now is the time to go and listen to these guys' podcasts. They obviously know what they're doing. You can follow Miller on Twitter and Instagram at NFL Draft Scout. You can follow Connor at Connor J. Rogers because otherwise there's too many Connor Rogers out there. Um, Miller, anything last you want to say before uh, we get out of here? No, man, it's good to
1: see you again. And again, I mean, just we've been saying it on every show, man. Just please stay home, wash your hands. Yes. Do whatever you got to do to make sure we get college football happening in September because I'm going to be seriously depressed if there's no college football. So please. Stay home and stay safe and listen to these podcasts. We have three years to stick to football. You can go back and listen to how bad we were in the early days. Connor, any final message? Uh, just join
2: us for the draft show this year. We say it every year and we get more and more yep. people. And then after that, they go, man, I enjoyed that more than the TV. And maybe it's not going to be for everyone, but I guarantee it's for a lot of people because you're a part of the show. You know, Lepco you do a great job interacting with the comments. Us three have been doing this together for a very long time. We're talking about every single player that gets picked. We're not going back earlier in the round or doing that. We're talking about team fits, the players. It's very easy. You can have your laptop open if you still want to have the TV on. Yeah. But join us for the Giraffe Show because there's a lot of people that put a lot of time into it, and I think it really shows in the final result.
0: For Miller, for cop. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E, me And we will holla, holla, holla at you later.